Welcome back to The Ron Show on the America One Radio app and on AmericaOneRadio.com. I'm your host, Ron Roberts. Visit us online at ronshowatl.com. You can always call the show, 404-913-2725. Email me directly, ron at ronshowatl.com. So for folks who are having a hard time understanding the judicial logic behind Fulton County Judge Robert McBurney's deciding to enjoin Georgia's abortion ban, nullifying it essentially on the grounds that at the time the state passed it, it didn't meet constitutional muster. Let me try and explain this in a way that maybe does kind of turn a light bulb on for you. In a lot of cases, politicians do things knowing full well that their actions aren't going to actually come to any sort of fruition. For example, think of all those times, what was it, like 70-something times, that Republicans in Washington would vote to repeal the Affordable Care Act while President Barack Obama was president. They knew those votes were symbolic. They knew there was no way in hell that President Obama was going to sign a repeal of the Affordable Care Act that they colloquially call Obamacare, no matter how many times they voted to repeal it. So was it a serious vote to repeal or was it a a peacocking, you know, a preening, a modeling of sort? It was just a, a demonstration towards their base. Exactly. That's what Robert McBurney is saying, in essence, about the Georgia abortion law. Since Roe v. Wade was the law of the land at the time that law was passed, Robert McBurney believes, I'm paraphrasing for him, actually, Robert McBurney believes, the way I read it, that they weren't serious about this law because they knew at the time it had no teeth. And honestly, the fact that the state immediately filed an appeal tells you all you need to know about Georgia Republicans' appetite for relitigating abortion. Listen to this from an opinion piece that uh, Bill Torpy wrote in the AJC. Veteran State Representative Sharon Cooper is a registered nurse and one of the few Republicans who voted against the bill. She agrees about the lack of appetite. She noted that the bill barely passed her chamber. See, the House voted 92 to 78, which is one more vote than the needed 91 to pass. She does not disagree with the judge, McBurney's thoughts that the 2019 vote was symbolic. Ms. Cooper said, I think some people voted that way because they thought Roe v. Wade would never be thrown out. It might be a different vote based on the reaction of the nation. She goes on to say, if you polled the Republican women, are you pro-life? They'd say yes. But if you asked about the heartbeat bill, some would say no. And remember, Georgia's heartbeat law, which is a misnomer, and the word heartbeat nowhere in the law, takes effect at six weeks after conception. Even now, at the federal level, the one federal ban that had been floated by Lindsey Graham, of all people, um... Are we in danger of Lindsey Graham procreating? Anyway, the one federal measure that was even floated was a 15-week federal ban. Not six, 15. I also think the state appealing tells you that Republicans are signaling that they just don't want to relitigate this in the court of public opinion 
They don't want to take another vote because they don't believe that they can get the votes this time. And you just heard Ms. Cooper say that it passed by one vote last time. And we know now that the national appetite for abortion doesn't bode well in red states. Kentucky, Kansas come to mind. Republicans likely don't want to put that on a state ballot referendum either. No, they just prefer they get a preferable outcome in a court of appeal. No, McBurney's take is an interesting one and one that might actually knock down not just the Georgia abortion ban, but there were several laws ready to trigger the minute Roe v. Wade had been overturned by the Dobbs decision. Let's put a pin in that and we'll keep our eyes on it. The other case we're keeping our eye on, the Georgia Secretary of State is appealing another decision to open up Saturday voting. I mean, we're talking about one day of voting in the handful of counties that will even agree to do it because they're citing a Georgia 2015, is it? 2016 law that they believe outlawed Saturday voting a day or two after a holiday. And yet, in 2020, the same Secretary of State's office allowed Saturday voting the Saturday after Christmas Day, which was just one day after a federal and state holiday. All of that effort because they either made a mistake and didn't cancel Saturday voting in 2020 or did interpret it correctly then and are misinterpreting it willfully now to throttle back early voting after losing two runoffs in 2020. Now, which is it? We are all still waiting for Brad Raffensperger or his COO, Gabriel Sterling, to explain why they allowed Saturday early voting if it apparently was against the law to do so in 2020, but are now using that law as rationale to not have early voting this upcoming Saturday, two days after Thanksgiving, and a day after the unnamed state holiday that used to be, just coincidentally, the celebration of Robert E. Lee, the Confederate general. Also, don't forget, it was Brad Raffensperger who said at a press conference, and Gabriel Sterling who told a CNN anchor in an interview that they were preparing for Saturday early voting before two Fridays ago, sending county elections boards instructions that didn't allow Saturday voting. What changed, guys? They aren't answering to that. Well, last Friday, Fulton County Judge Thomas Cox said, you don't have an answer for that, so you have to let it happen. The state immediately filing an appeal. Why? Why? We're just going on your word and your precedent to a law that pre-existed your word, your precedent, and even the most recent Georgia election law of 2021 that has nothing to do with it except for throttling back the runoff calendar from nine weeks to four. Those are the two cases we'll be following closely. Another anti-gay hate crime, one trans bartender among the five killed in Colorado Springs, and yet Herschel Walker unveils an anti-trans TV commercial. We'll discuss that and more next segment here on The Ron Show on the America One Radio app and at AmericaOneRadio.com. Radio.com. 